And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports, episode number 42, almost a, almost a full year. We've got another month and a half or so for our, our one-year anniversary with the, the Podbean Network. Um, it started off with me and King, and now we brought shoulders into the, the fold, but How's everybody's week going so far? You know, we're recording. Well, I'm recording today. It's Thursday. And one more day. The weekend. Last weekend, I was, I was down Philly with the stadium series to watch the the exciting comeback from the Philadelphia Flyers being down 3-1. But I'll get into that. Plus, we're going to touch on a little tribute to my first ever favorite player for the Flyers, I guess you could say, uh, Wayne Simmons being traded Monday. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And we also have a UFC pay-per-view this uh, this weekend coming up. John Jones versus Smith. But, you know, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if Jones could actually make it to the pay-per-view event without getting popped for steroids or coke or whatever drug he's using this this time around there's always drama with him but before we get into all that stuff uh, head over to twitter and uh, follow my personal one at jimbo st sports you can follow the show at st sports podcast which i pretty much run the whole uh twitter account and most of the time i'm more on that than my personal one so if you want to get in touch with us somehow you're probably better off doing that um, you could check out Shoulders Twitter page. It's uh, Shoulders underscore Bro. Head over there, send some messages to him. You know, he'll he'll comment back to you and maybe argue with you, like he likes to argue with me. Maybe for once he'll be a little different. You know, but uh, so yeah, like I said, uh. You know, we'll start off with the UFC talk uh, first because saw some interesting things about the the pay per view and some of uh, John Jones's comment um, during the the press conference this past week. Someone asked him if he were to be victorious, which he's a, a heavy favorite in this one, like most of his uh, his fights. If he if he wins. Who would he like? Would he want to move up to heavyweight? And if he were to move up to heavyweight, who would he rather fight, Brock Lesnar or Daniel Cromier? And I don't know if it's surprisingly, but in a way it is, but in a way it's not. He chose to to fight Brock Lesnar um, if the opportunity were to be presented to himself. The only reason why I'm not surprised by this, and everybody knows about this being well documented, that 
him and Daniel Cromier have a, a very heated rivalry. Um, they've already fought each other twice. The second time is when, or the first time, John Jones, you know, he, he, he beat Cromier. Second time, he beat him, but then got um, popped for steroids. That's where the, I think the whole pictogram thing started, which was, what, two, three years ago. Now, yes, you know, he did dominate him, uh, Cromier. So, again, I can see why he wouldn't want to fight Cromier again. And Brock Lesnar is a, a big name, just in the entertainment business, I guess you could say. You know, he's with WWE right now, um, making tons and tons of money. But it's kind of like the Conor McGregor effect. You know, he's a big name. He'll sell a lot of pay-per-views just off his name. But only downfall with Lesnar is, and I'm a Lesnar fan, don't get me wrong. Um, when he came to UFC, yes, I know, he beat a, you know, overaged Randy Couturier to, to win the belt. Um, Tim Haig. And then when he fought Cain Velasquez, that's when he finally meet, you know, met his, his match. He hasn't won a fight since 2010. He hasn't fought in the UFC since 2016. So one, as far as Lesnar goes, is he going to be, I mean, obviously he's going to be in shape because he, he's wrestling every week or he's training to be able to wrestle every, every week if need be. But wrestling in the WWE compared to being in fighting um, fitness, two totally different things. Then you put on top of that, you're going up against one of the best. I'm not saying the greatest because if he could stay clean for five years, uh, even a year, stay clean for a year, maybe I'll start thinking about putting you back into the one of the greatest ever to, to fight in UFC. But you're putting him up against one of the best in the game. This is not going to end well. It'll almost be like another CM Punk type fight. It won't last long. The only way I could see Brock Lesnar winning is somehow if he could get close enough to Jones and, and grab him and get him on the ground and try to uh, try to wrestle him and you know ground and pound. Other than that, Jones is just too quick has too many tools that he could use against uh, Lesnar, and it, it just it just would not be a good match. I would honestly probably rather see Daniel Cromier against John, John Jones. Excuse me, uh, for a third time, third and final time, because whatever outcome goes, it has to be the end. Now, Jones did say that. If he were to move up to heavyweight, because this wasn't his idea. Um, this is a lot of the media's idea. And I think even uh, Dana White may have brought it up a couple times in the past. But 
Jones did say if he were to move up to heavyweight, he would he would fight at 235 pounds, which is close enough that he could bounce between light heavyweight and heavyweight, which I think Cromier, he, I think he normally weighs in about 245 when he's fighting a heavyweight. I've always wanted to see Jones fight in heavyweight because he's so tall and lengthy. You know, Stefan Struve just fought, uh, I think it was last weekend, and he ended up going out on a win, and he uh, ended up retiring. They call him the skyscraper because he was like 6'5", six, 6'7". Six, he was tall. And I always thought he would actually be something, but just never came came about it, you know, as a champion. But with Jones is 20 times better than Stefan Struve. Same type of build. I, I'd be curious to see how well he would do in the heavyweight division. Especially now, two thirty-five though. I mean, that that's a little light. I mean, Cain Velasquez is right around that weight, which you know he's. I, I think he's done as well. But I'm not going to be rooting for Jones this weekend, um, just because he's had so many chances to. Turn it. I don't want to say turn his career around, but show the, the the fans and and the MMA community that you know I messed up once. I learned my lesson, but he has never. He won that belt when he was young, and since then, every year there's some type of issue with him, and now this year he wants to fight at least four times, if his body could hold up. I just can't see him being able to do that because he hasn't he hasn't proven that he could do it. So let's just for shits and giggles say he pulls it off, pulls off the win, doesn't get popped for steroids or any other type of drugs, and he goes into the the UFC 235 pay-per-view this Saturday and beats Anthony Smith. Now, like I said, I'm picking him. I'm picking Anthony Smith twin. It's more of a a hatred pick than who I think is going to win. I think John Jones is going to win. But then again, everybody thought GSP was going to beat Matt Serra and look what happened with that one. Now, as far as this card, I mean, this card's stacked. Just to give you a quick rundown of the card, you got John Jones and Anthony Smith for the light heavyweight title bout in the main uh, main event. You have Tyrone Woodley going against Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title bout uh, for the co-main event. Then you have Ben Askren making his UFC debut finally after all these years, going up against Robbie Lawler, which, you know, yes, Robbie Lawler is older, but he's still... Still a hell of a competitor. And I've always wanted to see Ben Askren fight in UFC because he always says he's the you know the toughest wrestler out there. And yes, Bellator has some good fighters, but not the caliber that UFC has. He went to one championship, fought a couple times there, but one championship to, to me 
is kind of like a double A. If you're, if you're thinking like baseball um, analogy type wise. And then Bellator would be like the triple A to me. And obviously UFC is the, the majors. If you make it to UFC, you got some talent. Also, you got uh, Tisha Torres versus Wei Zhang. Hope I said her name right. Um, in the the women's strawweight bout, you have Cody Gant, uh, yeah boy Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz in a bantam bout. Um, that's the main card, and I, I'm pretty sure the prelims are probably still stacked as well. It's just weird how this all came came together. So. But to go down the, the list, so like I say, I, I got Anthony Smith beating John Jones. And you never know. I mean, if he could get him into the fourth, fifth round, that's the one thing Gustafsson uh, showed, is if you get him to the late rounds, he starts tiring out. For the welterweight title bout, I'm going to go with Usman, just because Woodley, uh, I can't remember the last time he fought. I mean... He's another guy that fights like once a year, once every two years, because the matchup don't don't match, or this and you know this or that is is the wrong reasons. Listen, you should fight the number one guy, whether it's it's matchup wise not right for you, or you know he sneezed at you the wrong wrong way. Number one guy means he's going after the title. Now I did like what Tyrone Woodley said about the whole interim belts that are getting thrown around. You know, if you've listened to the past couple episodes, I've talked about how it's just complete stupidity of how UFC uses it. In the welterweight bout, you got Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. Um, I mean, I've only watched Ben once or twice, and I've seen a lot of Robbie Lawler. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Ben Askren. Um. And I think he's just going to do his style of, you know, ground and pound. I think he's going to get him down and just not let him out. Now, if Robbie Lawler could connect on one of those overhands, you know, it's going to be curious to see how much of a chin Askren has. Then we have Tisha Torres versus Zhang in the women's straight strawweight belt. I've always liked Tisha Torres. I mean, first off, she's hot as hell tiny but she knows how to fight some of the I, I would take her over some of the the guys in that same type of weight division she's very entertaining so I'm gonna go with Tisha Torres third round stoppage then to start the main card off I believe it will be Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. Now, Cody's trying to make the, the way back up to a title, a uh, chance at the title again. And I, I think, you know, with the bat, uh, Bantamweight division, yes, they have fighters in there, but the talent after the top, like, two or three drops off a lot. And... I think he's going to pull this out with a, you know, a knockout win, setting up a possible uh, TJ Dillashaw rematch. 
which could be entertaining again. Um, you know, it's another good trash talking leading up to it. I hope the commissions don't step in, but you know, I'll have to wait and see. But so that's going to be my picks for this weekend's UFC 235, which is uh, Saturday night starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. And if you go on UFCs.com's uh, website, they tell you how to how you can order it and stuff like that. Pretty sure you probably go buy it through the Fight Pass. UFC, if you want to sponsor us at Stay Tuned Sports, I'd be okay with that as well. So speaking of, since we were kind of talking about fighting, um, last Saturday I was at the, the Stadium Series game with my, my oldest, and... Wayne Simmons has always been one of my favorite um, players since I started to follow um, the Flyers uh, back in, I think it was back in 2014 is when I started to get into hockey. Um, I watched the the playoff series against the Rangers and to see how we lost and just, I don't know, just the, the Rangers just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know if it's uh, because it's a New York team because I... I don't like the New York Giants. I don't like the Jersey Devils. Following season, I, I, I started to follow them. Watched them whenever I could watch them. And I always liked Wayne Simmons' style of play. He's very gritty. You know, he always laid you out if, if you weren't looking. And the one thing that I always loved about him is what drew me to him is him standing in front of the net trying to get the rebounds or, or cleaning up you know some of the mess you know with the pucks or, or whatnot I mean let's be honest if you just stand there he's basically just like a goalie with less pads waiting for one of his players to shoot the puck 100 miles an hour at him so he could deflect it in and one little wrong move and he's gonna get hurt but watching him play Saturday night knowing pretty well that he was going to get traded up Monday he left everything out there um, if you go over to uh, bellyupsports.com I wrote an article like kind of my my tribute to him it was almost like watching and I, I use this um, analogy in the, the article it was almost like watching Brian Dawkins last game as a Philadelphia Eagle anything that moved he hit and he made you pay for it Yes, I know, he didn't get no points, he didn't get no goals, but you could tell he played his heart out. It was almost like the Flyers told him, listen, come Monday, you're going to be gone. And, you know, down 3-1, the first hit that, that happened was the uh, Dublin hit, and that happened on my side of the ice. And I saw it coming a mile away, and it was a typical Wayne Simmons hit. I think it was legal. It looked like he hit his shoulder, hit his chest, and then rose up to the head. You ask the Penguins fans, and I'm pretty sure that shoulders will say tomorrow that he there's a shoulder to the head. It should have been a penalty and this and that. You know, Chris Letang had come over and wanted to fight him, and I understand the NHL is trying to get rid of fighting and, you know, player safety and stuff like that, but the refs were having none of it. And that wasn't the only big hit uh, that Wayne threw down. 
but I'll, I'll tell you what, like, it, it was a, a hell of a game. It was drizzling a little bit. Uh, second period, there wasn't much precipitation, but it was a fun game. Uh, my oldest is 11 going on 12. He had a blast. He's a Penguins fan. He's a, a Malkin fan. And a little quick funny story about it too. And, and you know what? Before I say this to all the Flyers fans that were at the stadium that were around us, thank you for being considerate as far as, you know, the trash talking uh, towards my son. Uh, and here's a, a good example that not all of us Philadelphia sports fans are total a-holes. So, and I'll get back on the Wayne Simmons tribute too after this too. But there was um, an incident where one of the Flyers fans yelled down to the ice because um, Malkin was on the, the ice. Malkin, you're a pussy. And my oldest is a huge Malkin fan. He stood up, turned around, looked at the dude, and was like, hey, that's not nice. And the whole section laughed and everything. The guy you know, shut up and sat back down. My son sat back down. I'm thinking, oh, guys, get my ass kicked, you know, by these Flyers fans, and I'm going to have to figure this out. And, you know, and, you know, to take that story a little step further, a few minutes later, Malkin came back out on the ice, and a guy yelled back out, Malkin, you suck. And he waited a few seconds and said, don't worry, kid, I'm not going to say pussy again. <laughs> you know, like, it, it was the funniest, funniest thing, and, the worst that the Flyers fans got towards my son was, hey, make sure you tell your dad to, to buy you a Flyers shirt on the way back. You know, and like they were very respectful to the kid, and I, I appreciate that. And, you know, as far as Wayne Simmons goes, um, talking about respect, after the game, uh, I'm not sure if anybody saw the, the video yet, but after the game, Oscar Lindblom, uh, had the the helmet of the game, you know, player of the game type thing, and wants to give it to Claude Giroux, and then he did something also, and I, I have a clip here of it um, that you guys can listen to, and let me find it real quick, and I'll play it for you guys, but it was, it was kind of cool little tip of the hat to, to Wayne Simmons. And uh, so here it is. So there's Oscar Lindblom. Oscar, I appreciate that, but uh, I can't accept it. I mean, uh, all day. I think uh, Jake deserves it. He's a machine tonight. Unbelievable game, boys. Um, you know, it's been an honor and a pleasure 
Um, hope I'm still here. But um, either way, boys, uh, keep keep making this push. Keep keep our hopes alive and our dreams alive. And you know, let's get them next game on Tuesday, fellas. And so, come Monday morning, um, well, not Monday morning, Monday afternoon, is when Wayne got traded. And if you want to find that clip, uh, if you go over to NBC Philly or the Philadelphia Flyers um, website, they have it on there as well. And it's, like I said, it's pretty cool. Um, you can see the emotion uh, behind getting, you know, the... the the player of the game award and uh, as far as I went uh, come Monday because I was off Monday because with the rain they weren't sure sure when they're gonna play it pretty much this is how my afternoon went was I, I collect, uh, kept uh, refreshing Twitter to see if he got traded and then it came out that they were looking for a, uh, a first round and a prospect pick and teams were shying away. I'm thinking, all right, here we go. You know, we'll probably be able to keep him. And 3 p.m. came and no news of him getting traded. And I was happy as picking shit until about 3.02. That's when it came out that he was traded to Nashville Predators for Ryan Hartman and a conditional fourth-round pick. Not exactly what we should have got back, but for a player that is going to be a free agent at the end of the year, you know, at least we got something. And I did like the fact that Wayne already came out and said that come free agency, he will definitely keep Philadelphia in mind as far as uh, resigning. And I think it's possible to resign him. I don't think he needs a, I don't think he's going to get a, a $10 million a year contract or anything like that. I think he's going to get about two or three million more than what he's getting now. And from, the rumors with the, the Flyers, they're going to have plenty of cap space. Yes, I know they got to re-sign Provorov and uh, Konechny, and they're going to have to sign Carter Hart in the next you know year or two. But you could, I, I think we still could sign him. And I don't know if that's my heart talking or that's me being reasonable. So I'm hoping he comes back. Um, I watched Ryan Hartman uh, Tuesday night. I was impressed. I, I thought he had a good game. Uh, he, he canceled out a couple of icing calls. Two huge hits he had. Uh, got a little scrum. So, I mean, he's not shying away. He's not what I was expecting. Now, I know it's one game. Um, I'm watching off and on right now the, the Flyers uh, against the Blue Jackets game. So I really haven't got to see how he's doing. But as far as Wayne goes, and like I said in my article, Wayne, first off, if you listen to my show, please retweet me because that would be cool as shit. <laughs> but thank you for everything. Um, thank you for all your, your hard work that you put into Philly. You will forever be loved in Philadelphia with you know, Nick Foles and Jason Kelsey and Allen Iverson and all the other Philadelphia greats. So, but I think that's going to be it for this week, guys. Well, tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we're, I'm recording with uh, Shoulders. Um, should be a big show. We should have a lot of football talk. 
Uh, the NFL Combine started this week, so there's a lot of trade talk going on. We'll probably recap the the Alliance uh, week from last week. Um, some Johnny football news, Johnny Menzel. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you can head over to Twitter. Follow my uh, personal one at Jimbo ST Sports. You can follow shoulders at shoulder underscore bro. And then you can follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. As well as uh, head over to bellyupsports.com. They have a bunch of articles over there, you know, different sports, whatever you're into. Plus some uh, podcasts on there on their website that you can click and listen to. Great guys. Um, but till till tomorrow, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.